0: Hey everyone, it's episode 37. Welcome to the show. Only two more left in season three, and while I am not certain of anything at this point, there will be some changes coming for season four. I'll try to give you some details in the closing episode. For right now, I have to say right off the bat, this episode right here is coming to you courtesy of The Resistance. As I sit in front of my microphone, it's the Monday before this episode is supposed to go live, and I say that knowing that none of you need to know this information. How would you know if I just posted the episode? You wouldn't. But from the beginning, I've tried to give you a realistic portrayal of my process, warts and all, and for the last month or so, the inmates have been running the asylum, but that all changes today. And what is the reason for this change, pray tell? Mustard. Yeah, I said it. Mustard. In Henry V, Shakespeare wrote, Oh, for a muse of fire that would ascend the brightest heaven of invention. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that means. I'm not a Billy Shakespeare kind of guy, but to have a muse like that on my side would be lovely. Ascend the brightest heaven? I don't need that. I just need a little nudge through the resistance. And if you've listened to previous episodes at all, you know I don't put too much stock in the whole work-when-you-get-inspired thing. I believe you got to first put your ass in the chair and begin the task. Then, if you're open to receive it, the inspiration and the motivation to continue show up, but not a moment before. You know who else doesn't show up until the work begins? The muse. And I'm not sure how many creators or writers are still superstitious these days. Let's be honest. The computer has really dumbed down our connection to the higher powers. And while I'm not superstitious by nature and I am reluctant to use the word inspiration when it comes to beginning anything, I do have a certain awareness and a healthy respect for both. I mean, whether we're seeking to begin a workout regimen or we're trying to gear up for a big project at work or we're simply trying to paint or write for our own enjoyment, we all tend to lean on inspiration to get started. And sure, some believe in the muse as she's always been presented in her mystical goddess form. Personally, I believe the modern-day muse is a shapeshifter. She comes in many forms. And yes, she still fills the well that we perpetually fear will dry up. Yes, we coddle her, love her, and implore her not to abandon us. But sometimes it takes running out of mustard to find her. Yes, I said it takes running out of mustard to connect with the muse. Sometimes it does. Kurt Vonnegut understood this. Wait. Mustard, Shakespeare, The Muse, and now Vonnegut. Shit. The inmates may still be in charge, but it will all make sense at some point. See, back in 2005, David Broccaccio did an interview with Kurt Vonnegut for PBS. And I don't need to tell you who Kurt Vonnegut is, do I? Slaughterhouse-Five, Cat's Cradle, Okay. Anyway, Vonnegut recalled a story about the time he told his wife he was going out to buy an envelope. Oh, she says, well, you're not a poor man, you know. Why don't you go online and buy a hundred envelopes and put them in the closet? And so I pretend not to hear her, Vonnegut says, and go out to get an envelope because I'm going to have a hell of a good time in the process of buying one envelope. I meet a lot of people and see some great looking babies and a fire engine goes by and I give them a thumbs up. And, and I ask a woman, what kind of dog is that? And I, I don't know. The moral of the story is, we're here on earth to fart around, end quote. And I've always remembered this story because I fully ascribe to Vonnegut's philosophy about going outside into the world. You see, I go to the market every day to buy the ingredients I need to prepare that evening's meal. And sometimes my friends ask, why don't you just shop for the entire week? It saves time. Well, yes, of course, it would absolutely save time. But I don't go to the market for the groceries. Just like Bonnegut, I go for the conversation. I go to experience the events that happen in the time between leaving the house, getting to the market, and returning. I go for the story. And I get to practice my Spanish, pet the street dogs, chat with the drunk guy dancing with a broom, My head swirls and forgets for a scant few moments the amount of pressure and bullshit I've heaped upon the process of creating this silly podcast episode. The amount of pressure and bullshit I've been heaping on everything lately. The weight of Atlas diminishes as the pesos rattle in my pocket, and I contemplate what it means that I actually spent a considerable amount of time going down the rabbit hole to find interesting facts about mustard in an attempt to connect it to this piece— And what's even more astounding to me is that I actually have. Did you know there were 40 different varieties of mustard plants and over 16 different types of mustard? You got your Dusseldorf, whole grain, honey mustard, fruit mustard, beer mustard. You get the point. Did you also know that there is a connection between mustard and Baja Mexico, the very place I'm living and writing this piece about the muse? I bet you didn't but the muse did because she's here now, whispering in my ear, hey, tell him. You see, legend has it. Father Junipero Serra brought with him from Spain wild mustard seed. And Father Serra and his party traveled by foot from Mexico City to Lower Baja and then up to California. He is credited with establishing 15 of the famous missions of Baja on his way along the El Camino Real. And as they traveled from mission to mission, The Padres scattered the mustard seeds along the way, and when the explorers returned in the spring, they did so to a blossoming yellow pathway of mustard flower. Now, I didn't follow any golden pathway to the market, but I did pass one of those famous missions, and I don't recall many good-looking babies or fire engines, but that's not the point. The point, finally—wow, this this one's going to leave a mark—is that sometimes— It's not about the envelope, the mustard. It's about all of the living we do in the space between our keyboard and the checkout line. Out of our headspace, out into the world where the stories are happening, in the company of sound and light, the smells of the city. I listened to the conversations that people were having and swirled it all around in my mind like marbles in a fishbowl. Oh, and yeah, I got the mustard. Hey, thanks for being here. Next week, I've got an incredible guest to close out the Strong Coffee, Strong Women segment of season three. Lily Wexu is an amazing actor and voiceover talent. You've seen her on Grey's Anatomy and you've heard her sultry voice on ads for Nike and so many others. I'll be here. I hope you will too. And until then... Be nice, do good stuff.